Chapter 1. Cold does not describe weather that fateful night in December. It was the time of year that puts a chill deep in your bones after the sun goes down. As Malcolm Fisk sat in that frigid hiding place while hunting, the weight of the situation and circumstances grew heavy. He wasn't hunting a deer or any other beast that men usually lay in wait for in the cold of winter. He was waiting, watching for what he considered to be the most reprehensible being on the planet. This bastard, this evil that used to be his friend and business partner. Malcolm glanced around while pulling his scarf closer to his neck and tightening his coat to shield him from the blistering wind. There was a koi pond at the end of a long, poorly lit driveway. It was there he picked his spot behind a large piece of Italian stone that had, according to his business partner, fallen off the back of a truck. Malcolm was no saint. He had acquired items in a similar manner. But right now, Malcolm didn't give a damn about anything except getting rid of his disgusting partner. When the headlights swept around the corner, it was time to take his revenge. Thoughts from his semi-religious upbringing echoed in his mind that revenge was never a good idea. But he knew deep down, in places we don't talk about, that he needed to do this. If not for himself, for the woman he once loved, for the life that they could have had. Preparing for this night wasn't easy. He had used the last remaining favor from his old high school friend, Bill Marrow, to borrow a gun. The two had met at Bill's house for a few drinks in the basement bar. Malcolm had told Bill that he had a raccoon problem and he could get the gun back to him the following weekend. I just need to take care of this problem once and for all, Malcolm said, trying to sound like a desperate homeowner. Bill was in his element now. He was an expert on three things— Guns, video games, and growing hydroponic weed in his basement. But he also knew the dreadful year that Malcolm had experienced. And, knowing his volatile state of mind, didn't feel comfortable loaning him a handgun. Then, with a sigh, he pulled a bag out of his antique basement gun safe and carefully unzipped both sides. There are some bullets in the side pocket and an extra clip, Bill said, still concerned if he was doing the right thing. This is a semi-automatic twenty-two. Honestly, if you miss with the first three shots, that coon will be gone. Unless, of course, he's rabid, then he may charge you. In that case, empty the clip and throw the gun at him and run like hell. Bill laughed heartily at that bit of advice. Bill was a fat man with a raspy, nasty smoker's laugh like glass shards bouncing off a chalkboard. Once he got through laughing and coughing from his hunting advice, he continued with the serious gun talk. This Ruger is fairly new, maybe two or three years old. He checked to make sure his friend was listening closely. Malcolm could tell Bill was rolling now, boasting about his prized possessions. Nine-round clip, you could pull back this lever to jack around into the chamber, then replace the one in the clip. Back in the military, we called that cocked and locked. Malcolm had no idea what the hell he was talking about, but tried to pay attention to the loading and jacking part. He didn't know a damn thing about guns. He just needed one that was easy to use, reliable, and would get the job done quickly. He also knew his fat buddy was in the military just long enough to make it through basic training and failed two drug tests. Bill was an asshole, but Malcolm was out of options and desperate to get his revenge. He continued to look intrigued by Bill's story, hoping it would end soon. I put that Nikon scope on myself last year. It should still be sighted in at around 100 yards. Bill said as he zipped up the canvas case. Great. Malcolm, as he picked up the rifle case by the shoulder strap, trying to leave. 
I really owe you for this. I'll have it back to you in a week, or after I'm able to get rid of my unwanted guest. 